It is the weekly dish. <laughs> that love doing business in the Twin Cities and have supported the show, which we really appreciate. Do you want to hear a funny story? Yeah. This is quick. Okay. A friend of mine said, I went into uh, I went into Red Rabbit over the holiday break and I was there eating brunch and it was super good. And she told me about what she ate and the cocktails. And she goes, and I told my server, you know why we're here? We're here because you sponsor the best show in the Twin Cities that I listen to every week and I really appreciate it. And she brought, the lady brought the manager over. And oh so my she God. told the manager and the manager was like, wow, that's huge. Thank you so much for telling us that. Oh my God, that's great. I was great. like, they thought you were a nerd. Yeah, I love it. Nerd it on. Funny. Yeah. Nerd so tell your people on. that you appreciate it. Yes, nerd on. I love it, love it, love it. Um, okay, top two and hour two. Yeah, this is what happens this when you... This is what happens. <laughs> top two and hour two. While we help Give hope, me get me prepared. Me. And now, the Weekly Dish presents... Top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two. Winning, winning, winning. <laughs> I got it. I got it. You're coughing. Here's the deal. This is what we do every time uh, we ta- we start the second hour, is we tell you the two things that we are kind of obsessed about, or the things we're thinking about this week. Do you want me to go first, or are you going to cough again? <laughs> no, I'm good. Good. I'm actually in recovery, but boy, there's a lot of coughs out oh, there, people. so much. So much. All right. Do you want to go first? Uh, sure. I have like three or four. I know. I, I'm sure you, are, you have a lot of pent up former show issues that yes, you have to like get and out energy today. from my whole 30, I yeah. think, because I'm talking a mile a minute. OK, I'm going to start with if you're sick. OK, I had a on the Makers of Minnesota podcast, which I do, which you can find on uh, podcast one. I interviewed a company locally called Dow Labs, D-A-O-L-A-B-S. And they have made these Chinese herbs in a powder form that you drink. Mm. And they have a Chinese herb formula for immune support and cold and flu. And I have been sick basically since the beginning of November with my husband. And we've been taking these, drinking them once a day. It's like an effervescent drink powder. Yeah. I'm I'm really, I'm a believer. I think they're pretty cool. You order them online, dowlabs.com, and they send you a box and if you're just someone that struggles with like cold, flu, allergy, or immune issues, they've also got a box for women that have heavy menstrual cycles where like it leads you into the menstrual cycle and then leads you out. Nice. They've got one for gut harmony. It's <coughs> dowlabs.com. Wow. Yeah. And I they're just, local, you're saying? They're local. Mm-hmm. They're oh. just kind of getting going. Okay, great. But the formulas are good. Oh, I love it. Um, okay, so my first one is uh, something that's happening today and tomorrow is a little soul bowl. And I have, am really interested in this guy. I know Gerard Class. He's a guy who I met, and I think he's just sort of fabulous. Let's and have him on. I we should we should because I really believe he has. This is a guy who is, um, you know, he's a corporate chef at Crave and Cascade Hospitality, the corporate side. So he does he knows systems and he works in sort of a bigger multi unit aspect on food. And he has kind of decided that he doesn't really want to open a restaurant. He wants to do. Um, pop-ups and or you know it, and sort of like figure things out before you just like invest a ton of money in something and so what he's doing is he's got this great idea about soul food he calls it neo soul food and it's customizable and it's really good and yet it's it's it, he said it's aimed at millennials who want customization but I what I love about it is it just gives you an access to it and gives you permission to kind of play with soul food and mm-hmm. I think that that's wonderful so you basically go and he's doing a pop-up today 
today and tomorrow. So he'll be at today. It starts, I think, at five. Tomorrow it starts at noon, and they're up at Sunnyside Cafe in North. And they are. Uh, what they're doing is, um, you can like you pick your meat, you pick your veg, you pick your you know sauce to go on top of it, and you can do fried chicken and mac and cheese. You can do braised beef and collard greens and black eyed peas, and it's just I think a lot of fun. I liked it too, and I thought the bowls looked really good. They're, I saw a picture yeah, of them. We did. We took it because he's in the January magazine. Because I think pop ups are something that we're all like. This is a new way of eating. This isn't just a little fad. This is the new way we're going to test restaurants. I, it's an incubator. It is, and it's smart. Instead of doing like we're a Kickstarter, the have the pop ups yeah. and figure out if this is a concept that's going to fly with people and get feedback. If you think about it, the makers movement. They've been doing that at farmers markets, yeah. you know, where they can retool their product based on feedback they get from people that come every week. It's kind of the same thing. It's yeah. Cool. And it and it also provides, you know, so now he's getting press and there's also, you know, sort of the um, idea that he can sort of build the base and then without having to invest in this huge thing. And then when he does, he's already got a following instead of having to prove himself over and over. Yeah. I like it. All right. So that's my first. Go ahead. All right. My second one is a cookbook and a recipe that I made. It is the Nom Nom Paleo Cookbook. And I love the cookbook. It's really bright and festive. It's got kind of cool graphic design. The recipes in it are super solid. And whether you're eating paleo or you just want more like simple recipes. Yep that are based more in whole foods. Mm -hmm. This is a great cookbook for you. She has done the cookbook and then redid it for an Instapot version. So every recipe is either stovetop or crockpot, or she's got a way to do it in the Instapot too. Okay. So there's a lot of Instant Pot ideas there. That's I made this recipe that everyone says is their favorite all over the internet. It's called Kahlua pork. I, that was one of the first things I made in my Instant Pot. Yeah, it's it's an easy recipe. You just, it's bacon and a roast, yeah. a giant shoulder roast, yeah. pork shoulder. It's just, it's pulled pork, but without being, you know. Without being super saucy. Yeah. And it's just kind it's of more, tender and beautiful. you use that as a base for other things. I love that. Um, it's good. I'm going to add the bonus bonus round, okay. number three. Yeah. This is our friend, Fresh Tart staff, Stephanie Meyer. She has a recipe that I cooked for a plantain tortilla. Oh, yeah. That was life-changing. Yeah. It was so unbelievable how easy this thing was to make and how quick it worked. I just literally blended up two plantains, a third of a cup of oil, avocado oil, neutral oil, and then some water. And yeah made these beautiful tortillas to wrap up this pulled pork. Yeah. And I didn't have any starch or grains. It was amazing. Nice. I love it. Well, my, funny enough, my second top two in hour two happens to be uh, her healing green broth. Oh. So Stephanie Meyer, uh, you know, a friend of the show, is uh, also, P.S., happy birthday. Today oh, is, is her, her birthday? birthday today? Yep. I didn't even know. Happy birthday, Smize. Um, but what I, we were talking about is like, as you and I were saying that I feel like my immune system is low and I'm catching more things and I'm not being able to get out of my rut. I was trying to think of what I can add in. And I forgot that she does the Healing Green Broth 30-Day Challenge and it's free. So a lot of you guys who are out there going, I want to do something. I want to kick in, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure I can commit to a whole 30. I'm not sure I can commit right. to. This is a really simple sort of way in. And it also kind of leads into her, you know, Project Vibrancy eating plans, but this is a good start if you're looking for a start. And it's really just making this broth and it's a 30 day challenge. She'll give you all the instructions and all the ideas on how to do it. And it's all free. You just sign up and it really kind of gives you like that 
that first kick, I think, in my mind. All and right. it's gorgeous. And you can use them. It's not just drinking the broth. It shows you how to eat with it, too. Okay, so we will put on our Weekly Dish Facebook page links to all of the things we talked about. Also on the My Talk 1071 show page, our producer puts links. You can also tweet us and send us a message anytime. We try to get this information out as fast as we can. But if you want to support these folks, that'd be great. We just, we like to bring you cool things that we're doing every week. And that's the top two an hour two. Um, yeah, we still have two minutes. We do. So, oh, I thought you were closing up. No, I just want people to know, like, it's a very weird coincidence that I mentioned this paleo oh. uh, or I mentioned the plantain tortilla. And then that was your top two an yeah. hour two. This is because we literally, these are the things we're living in our lives right now. Right. No, that's for sure. Yeah. Um. Well, tell me about your vegan wedding quickly thing. Oh my gosh. Because you okay. were excited to buy this. You guys, there was a hilarious, and if it's your wedding, it's probably not funny, but there is a local couple that is suing uh, a local caterer because of the bad taste they had in their mouth from their vegan wedding ceremony. What does that mean? Like okay. the bad taste? Like, did they have bad food or was it? The newlyweds and the mother and the bride have give, served the caterer with the lawsuit. Um, so the idea was they were going to have this vegan wedding and serve yeah. all this vegan food, but it was going to be a surprise. Okay. So the, they the weren't going to tell their guests oh, that it was vegan, that it was vegan, vegan until it. after the wedding happened. Got it. So apparently part of the lawsuit is that servers... Throughout the meal, people would say, like, can I have creamer for my coffee or soy sauce? And they would say, no, this is a vegan a vegan spread, so we can't give you that. So they ruined the surprise. So they wanted to trick their friends into going, guess what? You just ate vegan. Yep. Another part of the lawsuit was a guest was allowed to bring chicken fingers to the meal without the bridal couple's approval. Uh-huh. Okay. The food and the service at the wedding was horrible. The tofu was supposed to be crispy and it was raw. And the curry was just a bowl of vegetables which were missing bamboo shoots as instructed and had an exorbitant amount of carrots. Oh. As for the pad thai, the noodles were mush and broken into little pieces against explicit instructions. Bean sprouts were few and the sauce was sickeningly sweet. The peanuts on the table weren't chopped as instructed. Skewers lacked texture and taste. And the late night flatbread pizza was simply nasty and inedible. Oh, dear. There you go. There it is. When the father of the bride asked for a glass of water, he was told to get up and get it at the bar. And when the grandfather asked for his slice of wedding cake to be packed up so he could take it home, it was removed but never given back to him. Oh. Leftover cake with gold chocolate leaves was supposed to go home with the bridal party and it didn't. And the wedding sweets, they were hot and stifling. And not even half of the beer that was supposed to be served at the groom's wedding party was served. A guest who had celiac disease was told the Satan skewer appetizer was gluten-free. It wasn't. Oh, God. I it's twenty-one thousand dollars in damages that they're suing for. Well, here's the deal. I don't I don't think that if you I don't think you should have to live with like a disappointment. You know what I mean? Like if it was yeah. really, but I mean it seems like the minute you say you're going to sue because you let some guest bring in chicken fingers, that's that's where we go wrong. I just thought the whole thing was a little yeah. funny, funny, haha, funny, interesting, just funny and just worth funny. sharing. All right. Well, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we are going to talk trends with a professional trend forecaster. And we're going to see if we uh, if he kind of matches up with some of the stuff we thought. So we'll be right back. This is The Weekly Dish. We're brought to you by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. The Weekly Dish. And that was too much to ask by Nial Haran. There's all this newfangled music coming on board. I know, I don't know. 
Uh, all right, so we are talking food trends, and we are here with Ty Tanander, and he is the vice president of brand design for a local company called Ultra Creative. And I found out about you. I was sitting in my office, and my office mate had this book, and I was just paging through it about food trends. I was like, who is this guy? And he goes, oh, you don't know him? I'm like, no. He goes, yeah, he's really cool. You should call him. So I did call you, and I said, "This my <laughs> office mate, I stole this book, and it's cool, and you are a trend predictor, and... Explain your why you're doing food trends for people. Yeah, so it actually started out about 16 years ago. We did a um, proposal for Starbucks. We just kind of out of the blue sent him a proposal saying, hey, we'd like to do some food trends for you and find out what's like the latest and greatest in coffee. And they kind of laughed at us like, we're Starbucks and you guys are nobody. Yeah, um, and, we're Starbucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then a few weeks later, they called back and they were like, you know, can you walk through the proposal? And we did. And they're like, yeah, we're still Starbucks. We yeah. don't really need that. Yeah. So then about two weeks later, they called and they're like, yeah, we'd like to hire you guys to do this. And so what we did was we took like 15 staff and sent, um, this was at a previous agency, but we took like 15 staff and like we sent one to Sydney and one to Tokyo and one to Paris and one to London. And we were like, all we want you to do for a whole week is just sit in a coffee shop, write down what you see. You don't have to talk to anybody. We brought all of those trends back, put together a 300 page deck that took about two days to go through with Starbucks and they were blown away. And all it really was, was just looking and seeing what people were doing and eating. And that's kind of how I got started in this. And it's kind of parlayed into um, food trends, but also doing a lot of upfront strategy work, branding, package design and um, production for clients. So when you you're out and you're going to food shows and you're out and about are tell us some of the things that you think we're going to be seeing in 2018. Yeah, well, I think there's a lot of things from 2017 that are going to carry over into 2018. So yeah. 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 Um I would say one of the first ones is like florals. Like florals are kind of everywhere right now. And in packaging or in botanicals, oils and scents, how do you mean florals? Like just even just food. Mm. Like if you think about um like I love the breadsmith in Minneapolis, okay. in Edina, and that they have like a lavender bread that's out of this oh, world. If you've seeds. never had it, seeds. yes, exactly. <laughs> you need to try it. Um, but even in just like waters and cocktails and wines, um, you know, like Joya has sparkling beverages. We like, love that. Hibiscus, yeah. you know, is all over the t- place too. Yep. Yeah, you know? a they friend made like, me a hibiscus shrub for Christmas, and it was amazing. Isn't yeah. that delicious? Yeah, it was yeah. great. Have you tried Twisted Shrub? Oh, it's one yes. of the products we designed. And oh, it's you a did? great, great, great. We just product. awarded them for Made in the North. We you just did. gave them a Hi, prize. Hi, Scott Dylan. He's a huge listener. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. He's I a great them. guy. Yeah. So, I mean, I think florals are going to be big. Spices, obviously, are always big. But I think like Mexican and Indian mm-hmm. spices mm-hmm. are probably going to be really, really big for 2018. Epizote is going to have its moment finally. Right. The bean spice. Yeah. But even like if you think about just your non traditional, like, Donuts and ice cream, for example, we're mm-hmm. seeing a lot of that, like a like soy an sauce, ancho chili ice, ice cream. cream, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even like a carrot habanero pepper yes. from Steve's ice cream in New York. Like, yes. if you like something like that, mm-hmm. that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say another one is Thai rolled ice cream. I don't know if you've had it. Yes, you have. Yeah, and what did you think? I liked it. I think it's gimmicky, but I love the idea of it and I like watching them make it and it's all about the presentation. I think that's fun. Right. Exactly. I I took a client to Toronto last year for a trend track and 
you know, we saw this line of people out this doorway and I'm like, well, we have to get in the line. I don't know what it's for, but we have to try it. (laughs) And we did. And it was like, the flavors are really great. I think it is part the whole process and watching it. It's an experience. Mm -hmm. And I think food is all about experiences. And I think people like those experiences. Try uh, Wonders on University. Well, there have been three uh, that have opened within the last six months. Since the State Fair, we've had three Thai roll ice creams open and there's two more coming. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's definitely a thing. And it'll keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Um, I'd say another one for next year, I guess this year, is edible cookie dough. So oh, whether so you're a fan much. or not, Nummies. yes, yes. So like the, the cookie at, dough cafe and they have at the mall of America, yes. the, the food truck one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The and dough what dough. changed is that you can all of a sudden eat cookie dough, the pasteurization of eggs. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. To it's be the honest. flour. It's the, it's a different sort of, it's, it's completely safe. It's just, they're not using, they're not using eggs. They're all eggless. Okay. And so, so you're not going to get a parasite in your gut no, or a worm correct. like your no, mom used to uh-huh. tell you. No, it's not even <laughs> about being pasteurized. It's a whole different, you know, kind okay. of thing put together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who, I, I, like in ice cream, fine. In something else. Listen, but I don't want a giant scoop of y- cookie dough. No, Gross. you do. You really do. And you want a little <laughs> cup. It's just like a cup like this. And you get it and it's just like ice cream. And then you just like spoon little spoonfuls and then you're good. Okay. We're right. going to have to do yeah. that together so it's you a thing. can eat it. it it's is. a huge thing at the weddings. We have it in our weddings magazine because oh, brides are having a cookie dough. Trend. That's amazing. Oh. You know, like buffets. Right. At the end of the night. That And that completely makes sense. Yeah. There's actually a place in Toronto called Junked. And it's every junk food that you can imagine they serve but they combine all of them so up there they'll have like ice cream cones and they'll do two or three cookie dough scoops instead of ice cream that's cool one or two bites is really yummy but yeah yeah (laughs) but it's all about the and it's very instagram worthy right yes exactly exactly um I think too, smoke is going to be a big deal this year interesting like from mezcal yeah um, I mean, you can even go to Target and buy like a dollar fifty bottle of smoke Liquid to smoke. add to yep. your yeah, yeah to add to your yeah. dishes. Um, so kind of instead of the salty, it might go a little bit more smoky. Um, I do think like flavored sparkling waters are the it drink yeah. for two thousand and eighteen. Yeah, yeah, exactly for the Lacroix of the world. I yeah. know, and yeah. do not call it Lacroix if you're no. from the Twin Cities. No, I will call it Lacroix all day long, and oh! we will have the fights about it because it is Lacroix. I like to say like Le Croix or Le Crotch. We already had this discussion. That I don't know if you want to drink. But yeah, no. um, yeah, I mean, they have really interesting flavors. You know, it's not just like one flavor now. Yeah. They're combining cucumber and watermelon. Oh, They're lime and cherry. Yeah. yeah. It's really great. And for those of us that are doing a dry January, like it's nice to have <laughs> that as an Something. option. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, I was at a dinner party last night and they're pouring glasses of wine and they're like, what would you like? And I'm like, well, I would like a glass of wine with the side of a dirty martini. But <sighs> yeah. instead, I will have this sparkling water and, you know, like fill it up and throw a few frozen grapes or a few frozen like cherries in it instead of. Yeah. So you don't feel like you're well, just, just even being at totally the end deprived. of the, even for drinkers. Like I was at a dinner party last night, and I was just done with the wine, and I was like, "Well, I knew I had to drive, so I was like, let 'Let's. I'm just. I want to keep like having a party, but I just right. switched to the Lacroix. And it's almost like the gluten free. <laughs> p- I do love that. I it mean, is it's, Lacroix. It's, it's like <laughs> it's not like I'm saying you can't say Lacroix. I'm just saying it the way I want to say it. You say it, Lacroix. You go ahead. We know that listeners will email me and say I'm right. You, you know sound that. like a dork. It oh, works. Right? You sound like it a dork. Works. <laughs> dork.
But still, like, trying to fit in and trying to feel like, oh, you're having a drink as well. Like, it's kind of like the gluten-free piece, like, 10 years ago, where if you were gluten-free and you'd go to a party and everyone we was having dessert. You. Yeah, and yeah. it was like, oh, you can sit in the corner and have yeah. this little bowl of maybe, you know, gluten-free <laughs> beer granola or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fruit. Or the vegetarian that goes to the wedding and they give them salad with yeah. no dressing. No right, dressing. Right, right, right. Oh, you're vegetarian. Here's the salad. Delicious, yeah. isn't it? I yeah. Know. And I think, like, on the heels of, like, the flavored sparkling water, like the mocktails, yes. it's the exact same thing. Big yeah. time. I think those are going to become I big. just said, I was just saying that I think there's going to be a bar locally that is just a non-alcoholic bar. Does Aren't you surprised that no one has done it yet? I, I'm, I'm actually giving away these ideas for free people. Like, <laughs> right. seriously, just go and take it and make money. <laughs> <laughs> and send you royalties. And send me some money. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um and I would say another piece, too, is portable protein. Oh. Like, everyone's looking for sources of protein. And, and I, I just can't get... Uh, sometimes you just don't want to eat another meat stick. Correct. Ugh. Or, like, a granola bar or mm-hmm. a protein bar. So, like, you know, Starkist is doing those really interesting flavors of, um, like, sriracha tuna, where they're actually attaching a spoon to the package. Really? So it's that whole trend of protein, but it's the trend of portability as well, kind of combining into one. Mm-hmm. I have not seen those. Yeah. That sounds cool. And there's even, um, I think it's called Muir. It's a cottage cheese that's in a little bowl that has fresh fruit mixed in it as mm-hmm. well. That's, I will say, the single serving cottage cheese things that I think it was Kemp's. Yeah, you that know, started it. It started it in Lund's. And I was like, why, why haven't this, ha-, you know, my kid will eat those all day long. Right. And it's all packaging because yeah. it's a dollar ten for Correct. that versus three dollars for a tub. A, f- a tub of cottage cheese. Yeah. Right, exactly. But and, still, but sometimes you don't care. It's portable. Yeah. yeah, you're not going to bring a tub with you. And you nope. Know, right. And at least I hope you don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, because we will stare at you. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, I think coconut too will continue to be a big trend. Like I don't know if you guys have seen like. Obviously, people are drinking coconut milk, coconut water, using coconut flour. But now there's a coconut line of jerky. So if you don't eat meat and you're not willing to eat beef jerky, you can eat. It's called Cocoberg and it's like teriyaki lime flavored jerky. And it looks like beef jerky. It's the meat of the coconut. Weird. I have not heard of this at all. Yeah. You know, I have not tasted okay. it yet. It's <laughs> relatively new. I would give it a try. Yeah. I'm willing to give anything a try. Yeah, I'm you have it. to be willing to give everything a try. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think like a flavor, just jumping into flavors, watermelon was so big this year in every cocktail. Minute Maid had a watermelon water. Smirnoff has a watermelon vodka. Yep. Like I think, you know, watermelon, even Owl's Brew has a watermelon beer. Oh, is it market. good? It is good, actually. Ugh. I love watermelon stuff. I'm not a watermelon fan. I like watermelons. I don't like flavors. The watermelon taste. You don't like it flavored. Yeah. I don't like apple flavor. Yeah, it's just, you know. But really? that's okay. No. I Like a good watermelon martini I like. You know, if it's got like the fresh watermelon in it, then I'm right. good with it. I just don't like the synthetic like flavor of watermelon. I think agua frescas are still at like uh, that Crispin Green has yeah. the agua fresca bar. Yep. I, I go there just to get the water. Really? I swear to God. I, I'm obsessed <laughs> with the water. They have like five buckets of it. And just, it's, you know, 20 calories a glass of water. Right. But it's awesome and it tastes great. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. And I think um, also like something big, and I heard you guys talking about it a little while ago, is like the plant-based meats. Yes. 
So I'm going on Tuesday to have the burger. The possible burger? We have a reservation at 1130 because they only have a certain amount and then they're gone. What did you think of it? I really liked it. I was very impressed. I was very impressed. And I've had, you know, the like the one at Jay Selby's. I liked it, but it wasn't it didn't win me over. Mm -hmm. This one had a great crisp sear on it. And it had that IQ of like a little bit of a pink outside. It was it was impressive. It was, yeah. it was impressive. Ty, I think you're going to like it. And I'm sorry we can't spend more time with you. We'll have to have you back throughout the year to see how your trend report is coming. It's Ty Tenander. He's Vice President of Brand Design at Alter Creative. And you've been a real delight to oh. have on the show. So you're welcome back anytime. Would love it. Yeah, Thanks, you guys. That'd be fun. All right. We'll uh, take a break. We are uh, the Weekly Dish that you're listening to on My Talk 1071, sponsored by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. We will be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. That was really insightful. And I was extremely wanting to hear more and more and more. Yeah, we'll have him back on. Yeah. Uh, that was Ty Tenander, Vice President of Brand Design for Alter Creative. It was so funny. Again, there was just this book on a table at my... Uh, I share an office with a guy named Scott Mayer, who's super interesting guy. He's uh, planning the inauguration for Jacob Fry right now, but he was the man who started the Charlie Awards. Yeah. He's since moved on to other projects, but yeah, that's how I found that book. I was like, oh, this is so interesting. How do we not know this person? I know. So I really like that. And I'm on, I'm excited to see when he goes off to different you know, trade shows or sees, you know, kind of interesting things. I'd like to not do just trend reports, you know, at the end of the year or the beginning of the year, just like maybe in the middle of the year, we can talk about like what's happening, what's trending. Yeah. And new things we see. Yeah. What's going on in the world. So what's going on in the world? Let me tell you something. Okay. Uh, Our Instant Pot Weekly Dish, the Weekly Dish Instant Potters Facebook group um, over this last week has grown by like 300 plus people. Wow. I am telling you. That's great. And I'm hoping that some of you who are listening today are first time joiners or, you know, uh, have got, come to the Facebook page because I think the thing is, is like everybody got an Instant Pot for Christmas and now they're like, um, you know, what do I do now? Lori Bargini. I was on the radio show with her this week for Lori and Julia subbing for Julia and she's so afraid of it. It's just sitting in the corner. <sighs> And she's just staring at it. There's actually a really funny promo about me trying to tell her how to make chicken wild rice soup. And she thought that there was like tines inside the pot that would shred the chicken. What? I was like, this is, come on, people. This is just the instant pot. It's not instant, but it's pretty great. No. And so here's the deal. Let me just tell you that. What I would love to do is sort of get, and I'm going to put a little post on the actual page today to talk about it, but what I would want people to know is that one, it doesn't, it is not your everyday all things to all people things. It is not a miracle. It's a kitchen tool. It's, it has changed the way a lot of people cook and that's great too. It's not good for every single thing you want to do in your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that the hype gets like rolling. And I think the, the great news is that most of us in the weekly dish instant potters, you know, group, we are all realists and we understand there are fails, there are wins, there are things that it should be used for, there are things that you're, it never will take the place of. Sometimes and so, you make the ribs and they're horrible. Yeah. And it's then, happened. and then Ruth got, you know, she was just saying that she just got a, a burn message, you know, three wow. times while trying to make uh, beef stroganoff. But what I love is that basically she got, you know, a bunch of comments that were like, oh, hey, look at this recipe or try this or, you know, there's a really great support group within that group. And I really enjoy that. I think that's one of my fun favorite things about it is just watching other people interact with each other. And and so I think that that's really great. I wanted to bring up a couple different Instant Pot things. One of the things um, that I'm going to put up there is there's five. There's the first seven things you should make in a new Instant Pot. Okay. And I thought this was a good idea to kind of get people started. One, 
you did a little post about your eggs. Yes. And that is a huge thing. That is like the easiest thing you can do is make some hard boiled eggs. And you can decide if you want them to do, you know, like if you want them to do them on low pressure or high pressure. And you can kind of decide if you want to do them fully cooked or like a little bit soft in the middle. Those are all things that you get to like pick and control on the Instant Pot, which is fun. And they're so much easier to peel. The number one thing is that it is an amazing easier to peel. I mean, like I think that is just I totally do that all the time because of that, you know. Um, but I think doing eggs first is a good way also. And here's the key that you should learn with this is that there is a learning curve with the Instant Pot. It isn't plug and play, go, perfect, everything's awesome. It's, you know, figuring out like, you know, Lisa Timmick, she was saying that it, she couldn't get it up to pressure or it was taking 26 minutes just to even turn on. And I was like, you probably have a seal yeah, issue. Because I know? bought a new seal and I don't have that problem anymore. And sometimes it happens if you have too much water in it. Yeah. And so those are the, all these things like there's a learning curve. And I would just hope that people don't get frustrated and they take the time to actually learn some stuff. The second thing that they think you should do right away, stock, make some stock, you know, you know, and here's stock soups and chilies, basically. And you can saying. make stock in your crock pot because I've done that. Mm-hmm. The difference is it smells up your entire house. My dog is awake all night long thinking we're making chicken soup and he loves she loves chicken. Yeah. And she can't hear. She's deaf. So she's just like constantly running downstairs thinking there's chicken. Yeah. If I make it in the Instant Pot, she has no idea. Yeah. And you can make sock in half an hour. Like, I mean, yeah. like it doesn't. The other thing is, like, for me, I do the chicken. I take the rotisserie carcass and I throw it in the pot on the stove. And then I, you know, if I'm doing that and then it's like, oh, I've got to. I forgot about it. And I got to. It was like th- two hours ago. And now I got to put it in a thing and everything else. It, yet in the Instant Pot, it just happens in half an hour and I'm done. You know, I have the freezer bag. That every time we eat chicken, any bones, skins, even after people have eaten their chicken and it's left on their plate, I throw it into the freezer bag. I do with all of my vegetable scraps and then I make a stock. Okay. That's good. I just do it right away. Like I had rotisserie chicken the other day for something and then it was like. That's probably so weird now that I just described that to you and saw your face. Well, the fact that you take it off of other people's plates while they've been like maybe gnawing on it is gross for me. Yeah, but don't you think. Like, I mean, I'm sure it does kill it, it gets, the cooking and everything else. It just is kind of... Thank God it's just it's in my It's my restaurant family. culture. You don't eat off other people's, like, detritus. If you leave, like, a piece of skin on there, I'm like, don't... I'm like, put that skin in the bag in the freezer. <laughs> it puts the lotion in the basket. Okay. It gets the hose. The next, it gets the hose. Uh, chili is really great. Obviously, people love... Soup and chili are mm-hmm. big things when you're doing that. My husband made pea soup from the dried peas yep. in, like, 25 minutes. Yes. Think he about loved that. It. Okay. The most tender whole chicken. Have you done a whole chicken yet? No. Okay. This one, I, I think, think about how many times you grab rotisserie chicken. Yeah. But what if you already had like one in your, if you had a couple raw chickens just, you know, waiting or you could grab a raw chicken and just throw it into your Instant Pot. And honestly, it is like a uh, five pound chicken. It takes like 32 minutes. I'm going to do that this not week. Not four hours. And okay. all you need to do, you can saute that, you know, use the saute and then flip it and then just hit it on high. I'm going to include this rest. All these recipes are going to be linked. Um, what about sweet potatoes or baked potatoes? I would like to do that, that because I cook them in the microwave and they never get done enough. 25 minutes on the pressure cooker. That's it. Nice. 25 minutes, you get a really beautiful baked potato or sweet potato. Um, and of course, you know, my big thing is the waste no time risotto, which takes 12 minutes or nine minutes. Your, that risotto has changed 
a lot of things for me. I know. And it's just, it's not, and I have also, just to be clear, made risotto myself. You know what I mean? Like made it on the stove when I had the time and I was, I, it's not like I've given up that other risotto. But, but sometimes you got to eat faster. Sometimes I just don't have the time. Yeah. And it's just so, to be able to have that instead of like a boring plate of rice is kind of lovely. Yeah. So and I'm I think gonna, rice cooking in general in there is great too. Yeah. I, I don't, know. I never had a rice cooker. I'm terrible at cooking rice on the stove. It really works great. Yeah. So I'm psyched about that. So I'm going to put those up. I'm also going to put up a little article about what do the buttons mean, mm-hmm. which is a nice little primer. I haven't used like half of them. No, me either. And then there's 51 things that you can do in an IP that I'm going to put up too. So there's a bunch of little things, but just remember, feel free to scroll through that group and really look at the pieces and really kind of trying to, um, you know, and you can search and you can ask questions. Just use the group. And the Instant Pot app too isn't bad. No. I don't, yeah, I've, I've sort of, yeah. It's, it's it's not bad. It's not great, but it's it, all right. It's all right. It's good for inspiration. Yeah, it's yeah. all right. All right, there you go, Instant Potters. Good luck with your stuff and definitely give us the feedback when you Facebook can. Facebook group, Weekly Dish Instant Potters MN. Yep. That's how you'll find us. Yes, there Search it for is. it. All right, we will take a quick break, you guys. When we come back, we're going to wrap it up. This is the Weekly Dish. We're brought to you by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Uh, we are wrapping up today. It went by fast. It did go by fast. It goes by so fast. We've missed you all. Hopefully, you guys are excited that we're back with fresh content. Yes, I think the second hour, I talked a little less. Not much, but a little. <laughs> I do want to remind people, too, we have a Facebook page called Weekly Dish. MN. If you are interested in having us talk about things or you're thinking about things that you want us to explore, feel free to share there. Twitter is also a great way to reach us quickly. Yeah. Um, and we have our My Talk 1071 show page too. So hope it puts links up and monitors that and we get messages through there. So right. we are always at your service. Too true. Um, all right. So just a couple of little newsy bits just to talk about them. Uh, the Ramen Kazama I was talking about is open in the U of M neighborhood, it, which is kind of in the old Obentoya. Here's the big news, kids. Open for lunch. Okay, I sent that to my daughter who just moved into that neighborhood. Yeah. And Obento Ya was one of her favorite places. So she's in mourning. Yeah. I was like, Steph liked it. It Give it a try. I mean, it was a tasty, warm way of hanging out yesterday. That's for sure. Yeah. Very bright, very clean. You know, they opened it up and it's very. It's a nice patio there, too. Yeah. I didn't get to go in the back. I think they were still working on some stuff, but it's just lovely. Yeah, this summer it'll be a good spot. I love that, too. Um, Also, I don't know if we talked about this, but agriculture is open in Highland Park. It just opened. Yeah. In the building called The Firm or The or something. It's right at the end of Ford Parkway. Yeah. It's an, it wasn't a Dinah Realty and they expanded the parking lot and put a house and or housing and a yeah. food it, there. And I think it's, you know, I mean, God, I, I, this time of year, agriculture. I've never eaten there. Really? No. You should go because you would like it. Good healthy eating? It is absolutely, you will be able to walk in there and it gives you, it tells you what's paleo, it tells you what's gluten free, what's dairy free. Maybe I'll do that for lunch today. What's, you know, and yep. like it gives you all these things and it's and it's everything from salads and soups and sandwiches to like plates. Like you can get a meat and a veg or oh, meat I like and that. a side. Okay. And it's, I think that that was a really smart idea and I think it's, I think the food is good. So I think it's really all good right. eating. Um, of course, we talked about the 510 lounge is being closed. Oh, just sadness. Kind of sad. If you're a restaurateur and you want to open in that place, I know that that co-op is going to try to get someone else to go in there. I know. And it's already redone. It's, it's beautiful. Redone. Just do the drinks and some appetite, light plates that people want to eat. Yeah, I don't know exactly why. I mean, like... It I needs just... to be more of a neighborhood spot. Yeah, but yet it does it. I mean, there's no... It's not a like a... I don't... See, I kind of don't agree with you. A neighborhood spot does not the 510 make in my head, you know, because it is, I understand that there's people living above it and that's one thing, but yep. like there's, 
and the mansions that are up on the hill behind. Yep. But I don't find that to be like a pop in and hang out kind of vibe there. You know what in I mean? In the bar, you could. Well, yeah, but I mean, just in that different way of like a neighbor. I guess when I think neighborhood spot, I think of it like I think that needs to be a destination spot. You know, that has to have a little bit more. And I thought it did have glam and stuff. I just think that the the food was too fancy. Yeah, I think that's that- what I mean oh, by that neighborhood. Mean? Okay. I mean, like. Make it so that you can still do the fancy private dining stuff because that's a that's, great use that, of that I space. That was like a big money and people want to go drink in that bar because it's beautiful. Yeah, but put some food out that people want to eat. I would say that the menu was a little too high end for me yeah. to go How back. How many more times often. do you want to eat Bellini? Yeah, but I, that, and that was the thing about the bar at La Belle Vie. Like you could get your bubbles and fries. Yeah, and you could have like a little lamb slider. It doesn't have to be like you don't have to do cheeseburger baskets. But I mean, doing. Things that are a little bit more than he had a caviar service, which was kind of the big thing at at five ten at Don stuff, and it was yep. it was cool, but it just wasn't something that I'd be like, hey, let's all go do this again. Yeah, so that was hard. You know who else has good caviar service though is um, uh, Four Bells. Oh really? Yeah, I am not like. That's just not a thing that I do. I do it once a year. Like if someone wants to do it, it's fun. Yeah, but definitely. It's a once We've a year thing. We did it at thing. Moscow on the Hill, like with the vodka oh, caviar right thing. House. Yeah, yes. I know. That's really good. Um, also, when we talked about Saguaro, which is the little place in South Minneapolis that was an Abdo family, mm-hmm. Southeastern Cafe there, Southwestern Cafe, they are closing. So. Bye. Yeah. Sorry. It was too bad. Hate when that happens. Um, but let's talk about what's happening now. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in breweries. I mean, I swear to God, the way that we're all going to get through the deep freeze is basically like hanging out at breweries and continuing to craft, play board games and like things. Which Yoga. is fun when you're not in dry January. <laughs> this is true. This is maybe why they're doing the events to pull you back in because a lot of people, I wonder if a lot of people, if they are like seeing a drop off because of that. I don't know. Everyone I know is either whole 30ing, dieting, or not drinking. Yeah. Everyone I know. But like, for instance, like last night we were at a dinner party and we drank a lot of bubbles and we drank a lot of wine. And it wasn't like we were eating healthy food, but I wouldn't say, you know, I guess I don't, th- I still think of it as healthy. I guess for me, I'm a drinker and that's going to be that. <laughs> and I should just shut up at this point. All right. Because I so, was drinking wine instead of whiskey. Yeah. I know. I was trying to make that healthy. seem more healthy, wasn't I? You were, but it was, it was really fun drink. to listen to. It's a fruit drink is what and I'm doing. And I had fruit. There was some fruit in it. That's um, funny. But Tattersall is having a, uh, you know, what they're doing on Sunday. They're doing new beginnings, <laughs> new beginnings gin on uh, Sunday. I like with, that. They're like $3 for net pours, which is gross. $3, $6 gin <laughs> martinis, $6 punch. For net pours, which is gross. It's just gross. And, you know, they but they're having board games and crafting supplies around. So like, just go and hang out at the. I think we're higgying. That's it. It's how you winter. Um, But then you can go back on Wednesday. The best part is you can go there on Sunday and drink. You can go back on Wednesday and do yoga and cocktails. Okay, which is also (laughs) somewhat of a higgy type thing to do. God, I love us. Hey, Steph, as we're rounding up to the Super Bowl, there's a lot of stuff happening. So much stuff that I feel like people can't even keep track for the locals. We should maybe do a segment about some of the local things that people can do food-wise. and Yeah, we're actually going to do... I'm actually going to be on Care 11 next week talking about that. And then we're also going to um, 
pull the magazine is pulling together. You know, we have like a whole Super Bowl type plate or place <laughs> plate. You know that we're kind of culling all the things. Yep, that's and, good. Someone uh, needs to do. Yeah, that. and sort of like all the events, and we're going to talk about all the free places you can go and and the places that you can't go because no one's going to be able to get in. You well, know? and no one's. G- no one like down the road is going to be spending, you know, two hundred fifty dollars to go to Club Hypnotic or whatever. Well, there's so yeah, there's, there's a five hundred, there's a seven hundred dollar ticket for like the Ditka and Jaws cigars with the stars kind of thing. Yeah, you know, that's going to be at Machine Shop, and then there's the leather and laces, which is the big, uh, you know, that's going to be uh, at the new Schaefer Richardson building near Target Field. I guess, and that's going to be like Carmen Electra and Kim Kardashian. They were former hosts, things like that. And then there's the Maxim party. These are the exclusive, exclusive parties. Yeah. This one is like the biggest one. Um, It's a Hollywood style event, celebrity DJs, you know, and they're calling it immersive experiences and unique activations. Um, Tickets start at 750 bucks. And where's that? They go up to 21,000. They won't tell us yet. I think that's going to be it. First Avenue has something booked and they're not yeah. saying a lot of these places are booked, yeah. but they're not saying what. I know. And so someone's t- saying like, where can you go for restaurants? And I'm like, the thing is like some of them, this is the week within this week. They're all trying to figure out, are they, are they going to actually commit to being, to having a buyout or are they going to stay open for the general public? Yeah, And that is a hard thing because local restaurants don't want to, they don't want to pee off their local neighbors. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to close off, let's say borough and then have your people who live above you can't get a burger that day because they're the ones who are going to make your money the rest of the year. I feel like Gladys Kravitz too, as a local, but like, let's have something that the locals can do. Let's try to like honor the fact that we actually live here too. The big Nicolet mall party, you know, the Super Bowl live is going to be one giant local free thing. It's free, open to the public. Everyone's going to hang out. So there's going to be some of that. But there's also a lot of the restaurants. I mean, let's just not let's just don't even try to go to Spoon and Stable. You know what I mean? Let's just <laughs> exactly. all agree that this is going to be a week where we don't get to. Have Are it. you going to be going? Is your company making you go downtown to work? Uh, yeah. So we haven't really talked. Our building hasn't really talked about it. We're kind of waiting to see what the building is. But I mean, I'm working the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? I'm going to hopefully go to the taste of the NFL and we can Do you talk have media about that. credentials. I am in the process of that. Yeah. Yeah. I should get them. Yeah. Um, and so we are also working on, cause I want to represent what's happening and I want to bring it to you guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Through the magazine, Allie Kaplan and I are very much trying to make sure that when stuff is in town and what's going on, if you're not going to get to be a part of it, then at least you can kind of like watch the action. All right. You be my eyes and ears because you're much more interested than I am. I think. <laughs> well, I'm a journalist in that way. I'm an eater you're and an eater. I'm just going to wait and eat when people go. I love it. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Have a great week. Ciao, ciao.